everybody, and welcome to the First in Tech podcast. I'm your host, sports editor Camden Spate. I'm assistant sports editor Nicholas Schnicker. So a, a new face here in Nicholas, a uh, new assistant sports editor for Volume 100. A big thanks to Andrew and Alec for getting the podcast and technician sports section as a whole to where it is now. Uh, we're supposed to have Jake on today. Jake Cacavaro is the other assistant sports editor. However, he's feeling under the weather. So it's just going to be me and you, Nicholas. Yeah. So, you know, one of the big stories recently, especially in Raleigh, has been kind of hurricanes. Of course, they're not doing too great in this series, are they? No, they had the big sweep of the Islanders. Had a lot of momentum going into the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. Lost games one and two pretty bad in Boston. Yeah, and for for those of our listeners, we're recording this the day of Game 3, so... Y'all probably know what happens in Game 3, but we are blissfully unaware at this point. And the Canes need a big response at home. It, coming back home down to uh, it happened in the first series against the Capitals. So need another big stop here, another big win, too, if they can get it. Yeah, they really need the momentum to shift. And they're coming home to PNC, which has really been a fortress for them, kind of stealing a term from soccer there, but... It's been a fortress for them in the playoffs. You know, they haven't lost a game at home in the playoffs, and the fans are ready to bring them back. You know, if you saw the pictures on our Twitter this week of the Canes watch party down on, I believe it was Glenwood at the Ale House, you know, like the fans want to see the Canes play, and they're ready to bring them home and welcome them with as much noise as they can provide, which is arguably more than anywhere else. And the Canes are certainly going to need it to get back on track for the series and have a chance at the Cup. Um, but, you know, transitioning to NC State, the biggest story right now is NC State baseball had a kind of a stretch there where they weren't doing too hot. The pitching was struggling, a couple injuries, offense was down, but big series against Clemson this week, won the series, won on Friday, won on Sunday. The Friday game was 6-1, to one, the Sunday was 8-3. to three. The only loss was Saturday that happened in extra innings. That was a 4-3 to three loss. They played well in that loss as well. They had a chance. Too many runners left on base there at the end. But a really good weekend for the pack and a lot of momentum heading into the UNC series this weekend. Yeah, I mean, they got to play UNC this weekend. UNC is 16-11 and 11 in the ACC, exact same record as the Wolfpack. And the Wolfpack are sitting pretty high in the uh, Atlantic for the ACC. I believe they're second tied with Florida State, you know, as the ACC tournament gets closer and closer. But they really got they they need a series win against UNC this weekend, not just because it's UNC, but because it's you know they need it to get that momentum going towards the tournament. Yeah, of course, NC State fans always want to beat UNC, but this is a big series for for seeding reasons. And NC State, like you said, tied with Florida State in the Atlantic for second place, and then UNC on the other side, they're actually second place in the Coastal Division, uh, one game behind Georgia Tech. So a big series for both teams. Um, this this past weekend against Clemson, JT Jarrett kind of broke out on Sunday, went four for four, and uh, Will Wilson, you know, has come on strong since returning from his injury. He went three for four. Uh, first conference win, series wins since Boston College in the first weekend of April, so kind of a sight for sore eyes there for Wolfpack fans, but seem to be back on track. Uh, talking about UNC for this weekend, a couple starting pitchers to look for, um, Tyler Baum and Austin Bergner, they both started against NC State last season. So they're both bat returning, um, starting on Friday and Saturday. So definitely going to see them this weekend. Baum has 12 starts with a 4.03 ERA. 
Bergner has 12 starts with a 4.77 ERA. Both pitched fairly well against um, NC State last year. Baum had an interesting case. He actually started um, on in Sunday's game last year, and he only pitched one inning, but he only gave up one run and one hit, and that was a solo home run to Brock Dethridge. So kind of an interesting start for him last year, just the one inning, just the one run. Bergner, however, he dominated NC State last season. He pitched eight innings, gave up three runs on five hits. So it's going to be really interesting to see them pitch this weekend. Yeah, you'll probably see Baum on Thursday, which is the first game of this series. You know, he's been pitching normally their Friday games. Obviously, the series is bumped up a little bit. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, instead of the usual Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you'll probably see Baum on Thursday and then Bergner on Friday. Now, the player you'll see on Saturday is probably going to be either Andrew Grogan, who started seven games, or Will Sandy, who started eight this year. Yeah, that'll be definitely interesting to see. In relief for UNC, um, Austin Love, he has 46 innings pitched with a 3.72 ERA. Um, and a, a couple of other pitchers that have been pitching really well, a couple of ERAs under three. So the bullpen has been fairly strong for UNC. Um, it kind of, it'll be interesting to see how NC State bullpen compares because they're, they've had some struggles this year. So definitely need to look for that. Um, but looking to the offensive side, UNC, I believe, is 20th in the nation in runs per game, while NC State is 17th. So they're just about you know 7.8, 7.6, um, respectively. So it'll be interesting to see that uh, Aaron Sabato has been leading the Tar Heels at 3.22 average, with Jackson Hesterly behind him at a 3.02 average. Only the two players batting over 300. So they're getting runs in in other ways, but. You know, a lot of players batting between that 270 to 299 range. Yeah, another another way they've been getting runs is from uh, Michael Bush. He's been hitting 285 this season, so just below three. You know, still a really good average. He leads the team with 49 RBIs, and Sabato's right behind him at 48. But those two also lead the team in home runs with 12 apiece. So those are kind of their two big guys along with Hesterly. And, you know, Sabato and... Bush hit right at the top of the order. Bush is the number two hitter, and Sabato is number three. Yeah, Sabato just a freshman, so you know he's had a really great season. Another freshman having a great season on NC State side, Tyler McDonough. He's hitting three thirty eight, which is second to Will Wilson on the team. So a a great start to his NC State career in center field. And Evan Edwards has come on strong in his se- senior season, batting three thirty two. Patrick Bailey. Yeah, uh, two two ninety eight, a really good season from him. Still, you know, it'd be nice to see him to get over the three hundred mark. But you know, average is just a number, of course. But all all of them hitting really well at the top of the lineup. Yeah, and like like we said earlier at the top of the show, at, for Wolfpack, big problem the last couple of weeks during their skid or they're kind of off stretch. You know, after they started the year, what was it twenty two and zero? Something, something like that. Something really high. Something really impressive. Yeah, you know, their pitching has slowed down greatly, but the three starters you'll probably see for the Wolfpack. Uh, this weekend, it's probably going to be Reed Johnston, Jason Parker, and Caden uh, Silver. Johnston and Parker have 11 and 13 starts, respectively, just both hovering right around that four ERA. And Caden Silver, he's only got eight starts. He's kind of been – but he basically has nine. If you, if anybody remembers back to the Boston College series, he came in for relief in the like, first inning with zero outs, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, he basically has nine starts, and he's got a three four. He's got a 3.54 ERA, so – He's been pretty solid when he's pitched. 
Yeah, a good rotation there for NC State. You know, Reed Johnson, you know, all the fans really expected him to come in and, and be that number one guy. And Jason Parker, a really nice, pleasant surprise and putting him in that Friday spot. Same thing kind of happened last year with um, Brian Brown putting him on Saturday. Uh, that, you know, Sunday spot has been a little bit up in the air this year, but Kanan Silver has definitely done a great job when he's come into the game. Um, in relief, a guy I've been really impressed with is Cameron Cotter. He's pitched a lot recently and um, has gotten some pretty big praise from Elliot Avent, but 35 innings pitch, a 2.83 ERA, uh, a, retro, a retro freshman. So um, he's had a great season along with Nick Swinney, uh, 41 innings pitch, a 5.7 ERA. Evan Justice, I think I believe he leads the team in relief appearances. He's got 33 innings pitch with a 3.51 ERA. So Evan Justice is another guy that's come in a lot and done a great job. Dalton Feeney, I think, leads all of them in, in the RA. So um, a deep rotation there for NC State in the bullpen. We knew that coming in. We've known that all season. A little bit of the struggles in recent weeks. But definitely something to look forward to this weekend is that UNC series in Chapel Hill. And then uh, the ACC tournament in Durham, that starts on May 21st. Like I said, big weekend for seeding, so um, definitely going to try to get that second spot if you're NC State and uh, UNC still in for that first spot if they can overtake Georgia Tech. But uh, enough for baseball there. Uh, we're going to do some quick updates on softball and tennis as they rounded out their season in the last week. Uh, softball went to the ACC tournament and had a massive win over the number one seed of Virginia Tech in the quarterfinal. Yeah, I mean, so just to get into the AC tournament was a big, big deal for softball. They had to sweep Virginia in their last series of the season to get in. They did, I believe they had two walkouts or walk-offs, I mean, in that series. You know, so really impressive just to get there. You know, they won in the first round uh, against Syracuse, you know, four to three, really close game. And then they came in and knocked out the top seed of Virginia Tech, you know, really big shock there having just snuck into the tournament. And the moved on after Virginia Tech to face UNC. Not quite the same result there. Lost to UNC 6-1 to in that semifinal game. Um, but, you know, still a great appearance in the ACC tournament. You know, I, I think some fans were surprised getting in because they needed uh, the sweep in that last weekend, but got into the tournament and, you know, beat Syracuse in a big game. So, you know, really massive win for the program and um, for a new head coach and all that. So, Sam Russ, by the way, all-tournament team, added 400, had two runs, and a 600 slugging percentage. She had a great tournament. Uh, finished the season with a record of 31-27. and 27. All, all that being said, I think, you know, the program's on the way up after just one year of the new head, new head coach. Yeah, I think that they had a really good year, you know, like you said, finishing 31-27. and 27. They were, you know, they had a winning record at home, and they were fairly good on neutral as well. They were made either 500 or just below 500 on the road. So they, that was probably where their struggles came, but that's kind of to be expected. You know, home games are easier than away games. But the two players that really stood out for me for them this season was the player you mentioned, Sam Russ. You know, she was in the all-tournament team. She might be, should be in the first all-ACC team. You know, she had a 326 batting average, really good on base percentage at 445 five triples and when she was on the bases she was really good only got picked off stealing once in 33 attempts so she had a really really good season on the base paths yeah 32 for 33 still on bases is definitely not something to look away from another player Bridget Nordberg 
She had 16 home runs. A lot of fans remember her incredible start to the season. 16 home runs this season, a 630 slugging, and a 1.048 OPS. So that you know could be a second team All ACC or honorable honorable mention there for Nordberg. Uh, one last thing to to recap from this past week is tennis. Um, we'll start with men's tennis. They went to Knoxville, Tennessee, and they got knocked out by Tennessee four to two in that second round matchup. And then, uh, but after beating Middle Tennessee four nothing, finished nineteen eleven on the year, eight and four in the ACC. Generally, a pretty good season, despite kind of a disappointing loss there at the end to Tennessee. They tied it two go um, in that match and uh, ended up losing four two. So had it close, but just couldn't get those last two points. But moving on to the women's team, the women had a great season, consistently one of the best teams in the ACC this year, and you know really impressed a lot of fans this year. Yeah, they hosted the first two rounds of the uh, regional here, at, and I believe that was the first time they'd hosted in program history. They beat VCU four to one and Tennessee four to zero in that, and they went to the super regional at Duke, so you know pretty close to home, but just over in Durham. And they uh, they had lost to the Blue, Blue Devils earlier in the season, but and they lost again here. You know, Duke is a really good tennis school. You know, they are often up there in the top of the ACC, but. This year was definitely nothing or something special for the, you know, women's tennis team. They had the program's most conference wins with 11, and they had 24 overall wins this season. So really, really good year for them. Yeah, kind of a dominating showing by Duke. Obviously, like you said, really good tennis school and um, beat us beat NC State earlier in the season. So uh, women's tennis reached their highest program ranking this year at number nine at one point during the season. So. A great season, definitely something to look forward to for next year, um, along with men's tennis. But um, biggest thing this weekend, again, baseball is at UNC. Big weekend for them. Need need a series win um, for standing reasons and for momentum into the ACC tournament. But um, that's kind of all we got for you guys today. So appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we'll, we'll be back, hopefully, with a ACC tournament preview or recap when um, baseball continues their season. So thank you guys for listening. I'm your host, sports editor Camden Spate. I'm Nicholas Schnicker, assistant sports editor. And we'll see you guys next time.